0: Hello, this is I'm Damon, and this is Black Nerd Radio. We're here today with Evan. I'm Evan, <laughs> and we're back for another uh, another episode. Sorry we didn't get you last week; life gets in the way, and just didn't happen. Um, so, what's up? What you been up to?
1: Um, not much. Uh, I I I kind of wondered, honestly, if this uh, whole podcast wasn't a long con to get me to finally watch the thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm works. gonna get him to watch it. I'm gonna get him to watch it. Um, <laughs> it reminded me, though, because we will get into the whole discourse about it in a little bit. But uh, I actually watched the thing from another planet, um, the 1951 uh, first film, oh, yeah. uh, when I was like when I was like eight years old at my grandparents, and my grandparents are out in the middle of absolutely nowhere and I'm staying the night there, and I watch The Thing from Another Planet and turn the TV off, and it is pitch black. Like, there there are no lights anywhere for miles. (laughs) And so eight, nine, maybe ten-year-old me is laying in the absolute pitch black after watching The Thing from Another Planet. (laughs) I I hadn't (laughs) thought about it. I hadn't thought about it in years and years, and I'm like, I was terrified. Like, my God, a vegetable creature is going to come and attack me. But uh, that, that did not happen uh, that I'm aware of unless I was replaced and I don't know it. But, <laughs> but oh, yeah, I, I
0: think for another, so funny, it should have been called slamming doors because there's <laughs> a lot of guys just going from room to room and slamming doors
1: <laughs> I I haven't seen it since I watched it then you know and that was uh-huh. years ago but, but it terrified the living shit out of you know single digit year old me um, you know, I'm sure if I watched it now which I may have to I'm sure it's out there I may have to check it out but just to, to remind myself of you know what an idiot I was when I was a child but anyway <laughs>
0: That's uh, so funny. Well, uh, I know was, the show sounds a little different, folks. We're doing it remotely, but Evan's actually on his lunch break, and I'm at home.
1: Uh, my work is over work, so we're yes. trying to
0: squeeze in a recording during that
1: time. Because uh, that's how much it means to us to bring you quality uh, discourse and entertainment.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> That's the black nerd radio promise
0: That's the way This is the way <laughs> Speaking of uh, dropping uh, nerd, uh, nerd phrases Well, let's get right to it What yeah. have you been watching
1: lately? Um, I haven't been watching I went on a terror a few weeks ago And watched a bunch of stuff But uh, I haven't been watching a lot lately um i caught up on uh moon night uh over the weekend so i have watched the most recent uh episode of that um other than that i i, I and and the thing which we'll get into but um mostly moon nights all i've really watched lately
0: what do you think of it so far
1: i i like it um i like oscar isaac i know he some people don't like him but he's he's entertaining to me um and his his british accent could use a little work but you know it's better than mine so what the hell can i say um but it the the last episode especially was super tropey but kind of in a good way like Uh like all the just you know just lifting directly from indiana jones uh you know amateurs borrow pros steal but then like and it's been it's been more horror-y than um than other uh marvel stuff but I, i've i've enjoyed it yeah
0: i've i liked it too i uh i was uh i was talking briefly to a buddy of mine who who thought who was a little annoyed with because you know it's basically three well now two but three uh personalities kind of fighting for control of the body and uh the the guy who uh the guy who were initially following the character uh i think it's michael uh steven steven that's right steven uh he was a little annoyed with steven stammering and kind of indecisiveness and it gets it was a little annoying but now you know these later episodes they're learning how to be a little more of a have more of a symbiotic relationship but but um it's uh i like the show it just it just seems like though it's they have a lot it's only six episodes and we're already in episode four they have a lot of work to do to wrap this thing up in two episodes so i'm kind of worried about that but is opening the door for so much like in the first episode they're in Lavaria, that's dr doom's country uh so you know just kind of this little easter eggs uh, uh, for what's to come i didn't realize
1: that was there a yeah. title card or no no but they they, no. they
0: they had said that they were in Lavaria. Oh, okay. which is, I, don't, I don't remember that uh, uh there's and there's. i think the van that he's in Mm-hmm says uh, says as such and where it is the guy as a soft serve or something anyway it there's a uh, few easter eggs that point to uh Laveria which is you know where Dr. Doom's right. from yeah and uh we know we're gonna
1: get eventually we're gonna finally get a
0: Fantastic Four that's probably this done proper and uh
1: what what's what's been wrong with all the other Fantastic Four movies before it? Oh,
0: yeah, this <laughs> is the fucking worst. Don't even give me, uh, Marzan. I was heavily documented how my distaste, my disdain for how they fucked up Doctor Doom, how they fucked up just the Fantastic Four. But
1: uh, 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 yeah, I watched I watched the first and the second one, and I I don't know why I watched the second one after watching the first, but then I started the the fan. What was it? Fan four stick. Um, but uh, I couldn't finish it. Uh, it, It's Miles Teller doesn't help. If I'm honest,
0: well, and it's what's what's crazy is that it's it's not a difficult story. So why do they fuck it up so colossally every goddamn time? It's such a simple story. Yeah, just tell the fucking story. I never got why. Even the Doctor Doom thing, they can't just seem to. Get it right. is this yeah. re- r- remarkable to me?
1: Honestly, I think the Venture Brothers is a better Fantastic Four than any of the Fantastic Four movies. Man <laughs> which which is saying a lot. Yes. Uh, not, that it, not that Venture Brothers isn't quality, but they're an obvious parody anyway. yeah um, they, maybe maybe the the universe just hates the Fantastic Four. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's all I can get.
0: Yeah, it's just... Oh, God. It really just gets on my fucking nerves. Anyway, um, only thing I've been watching, I've been watching Moon Knight, I I finally got to see Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, That's the movie with uh, Michelle Yeoh and... um, Oh, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Jamie
1: Lee Curtis is in it?
0: Yeah. Unrecognizable. An unrecognizable Jamie Lee Curtis. She's actually... uh, Probably the, mo- probably the second most, probably the second most, maybe second or third, uh, character you know, lead lead in the in the show in the movie. Hmm. Was, okay. Um, you know, it's a movie starring Michelle. Yo, I love this movie. It is fucking crazy. It deals with multi-universes. It kind of set a bar for that type of content, but. It is so batshit crazy, and and you know probably like the first thirty minutes are so all over the place. You're like, this isn't making a ton of sense, but somewhere between somewhere in the beginning of the third act, it makes complete sense, and yeah. it's very good. It's uh, it's very. Um, I'll just give a quick synopsis, and we'll get into it. An aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she can she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. And it's basically it's Michelle Yeoh, uh, mm-hmm. who is long time fucking coming. She should be the you know uh, she should have been um, a lead in an American movie in a very you know a long time ago but um uh, her husband uh is ki hu Kwan, or you might know him as short round or uh or gadget the uh, the kid from uh, uh what was it what was his name Not gadget his oh. name in um Go- in the goonies
1: uh i know uh, i can't think of data he was like data that. he was data that's right okay yeah
0: Anyway, he's her husband, and um, what? Yeah, you mean he's not still ten years old? I know it crazy. He's older <laughs> just, than me. He's, I just uh, he's, assumed he still was. Yeah, he's what? He's fifty-one. He's uh, fifty-one, and she's sixty-one. But they don't—they don't really get into the age thing. They—they don't—they don't look that you know dissimilar age-wise. He looks a little younger, but they kind of age him up. Anyway. They're you know, they have a laundromat, they live in an apartment above it, and they have a an adult daughter who's a lesbian and she doesn't you know, there's a lot of it's the basically the movie's about relationships. It's like her relationship with uh the life she wish she led, her relationship with her husband, her relationship with her daughter, her relationship with her father, who's played by James Hong. Huh. Uh, who's what he's gotta be 90? The guy's yeah. still guy still got it. It's so crazy but it's a great it's a and so uh she's going through all her different live her different alternates and fighting like you know, fighting uh pretty much Jamie Lee Curtis and her daughter her daughter's like this Entity in that's like killing off other universes because she's just unhappy. It's just really good. It is too much to get into to say what it's about, but it is an experience. And it was very, very good. I thought it was, and it had a, it was like a science fiction action movie, but it had a lot of heart. And it had some of these ridiculous universes that they lived like this one universe where everyone has like hot dogs for fingers. It's almost like watching, uh, it was almost like watching uh, an episode with like the multiverse type thing of mm-hmm. uh, Rick and Morty. You know how they have all these ridiculous. Yes. yes. It was like that. It was like that. <laughs> it was really good though. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, and it was just an, it was a nice fucking change for for once. It wasn't like you know, you know, this focused on this Asian middle aged Asian woman, and she's your star, and she's your hero of the movie. Not some white dude, not some white chick. it's a whole you know those are
1: always the default, so it was well, just
0: a nice change of pace,
1: as, as you know uh, as as we've discussed many times, maybe even on the podcast, I can in no way shape or form enjoy a film unless the protagonist is uh, basically me so yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> what this man has dark hair what? <laughs> No, this is. Yeah. And that is that is a nice change of pace. Um, But uh, now is it only in theaters or is it streaming? Uh,
0: I think it's only in theaters. It will be streaming soon. I mean, because it hasn't even been 45 days since the Batman has been out and yet it's, it's already on HBO Max.
1: You know, re- remembering back to rental windows, you know, like a hundred day rental window and like all that, that's just weird uh-huh. now. Like, hey, let's put this in theaters. Okay, put it in streaming. Uh, oh, you know what? I have been watching, uh, the, I just remembered. Um, that's how much of an impression it made. Uh, I have been watching Winning Time on HBO. Um, the the story of the building of the Lakers dynasty, which... Oh, uh,
0: I just started that. I, I haven't got that far into episode one yet, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. Um, it looks
1: I'm, so good. I'm kind of hate watching it because I, I hate the Lakers because I'm a Blazers fan. Um, right. But, uh, you know, John C. Riley can do just no fucking wrong. He's, he, he's never bad in anything that I've seen. Um, now, I haven't seen Holmes and Watson, so I don't know about that, but... Um, oh, no, God. He, he does a great job. I'm I'm kind of shocked by the actors who are playing uh, uh, Kareem and Magic. Because and this is gonna sound weird, because they're tall, and like there there aren't a lot of like people who can play basketball players that are kind of basketball player sized because uh-huh. they're of course they're freaks of nature most of them, but um, like they're they're decent actors and i i was not necessarily expecting that um but uh, you know because it's like well we need a guy who's six foot six where are we going to find or you know obviously they're probably not like six ten and seven foot tall but they are definitely and i'm sure there may be some camera tricks going on but they're definitely large dudes so i i i was kind of expecting like okay you know we're gonna get a a guy who's big enough to play magic but maybe not the best actor but they're 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 comporting themselves uh pretty well um, from an acting standpoint. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a decent show as much as I hate the Lakers. <laughs> that's, that's what it boils down to. <laughs> like it's so good. Even my Laker hatred cannot be, uh, cannot uh, uh, dissuade me from watching it. Um, so yeah, I think, I think you'll enjoy it. It's a, it's pretty well put together and I, I like the mixed media. I don't know if you've noticed uh, I don't know how far you are into it, but there's a lot of like, oh, hey, let's do this on uh, VHS um, or, you know, Super 8. Let's do this on uh, uh, on actual film. And like there's a there's a lot of playing with the just the the visual media upon which it is presented that I thought was kind of interesting as well. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I can recommend it.
0: You can't recommend it?
1: No, I can. I can't. Oh, that you
0: said I can't recommend it. No, I was like, wow, no, no. that's
1: that's <laughs> a weird thing to say that was after a, that. That was a, that was a lot <laughs> of really nice things to say. You can't tell anybody else to watch
0: it. <laughs> well, I can't recommend
1: you watch it. It's, it's, only, <laughs> it's good. I can,
0: only I can enjoy it.
1: Yes. It's <laughs> for me and me alone. Everyone else cancel their HBO Max subscriptions. Thank you. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, it's I've, I haven't gotten very far at all. I, I mean,
1: literally like
0: 15 minutes in. So. I, but it's something I want to watch, so I will definitely check it out. Very cool. Um, gosh, the only other thing, I've been watching Moon Knight. I, I watched uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I haven't been watching a ton of TV, just trying to catch up. Well, it's so funny. I have this thing where I have Sunday morning classics with my daughter, Eloise, you know? Uh-huh. And I introduced her. You know, Sometimes we'll look at old shows because – uh, it's just about like introducing her to classic stuff she wouldn't normally come across. And, um, I, you know, I just don't have her every other weekend. I have her a couple days during the week and we have dinner once a week at home, uh, during the week. And, uh, in our free time when she's not doing either tennis practice, basketball practice, or softball practice, <laughs> we'll hang out at the house. And I introduced her to, uh, uh, the X Files, because I have the entire series on oh, okay. Blu ray and uh, DVD, and uh, but I found it on Hulu. So I started showing it to her like a couple weeks ago on Sunday morning classics that like I introduced her to. It's like, you know, this is a show you're probably ready for. So we watched the first episode and she loves it. So every time, so not just on Sunday morning classics, you know, not during that time, just anytime we got time to watch a show, she's like, can we watch another episode of X-Files? So I've been revisiting these old episodes and quite a few of them still hold up.
1: Uh, That was, that was, that was my first question actually. Um, I, okay. This is going to sound weird because you know, I enjoy a good conspiracy theory. I haven't seen that much of the X-Files. Really? Yeah, I know, and it's it's available on streaming. It's just one of those I've never really gotten to. Um, the only episode that I've seen that really stands out was the the Cancer Man History episode, where it shows like all he was involved in. Have you gotten uh-huh. to that one yet?
0: No, no, we're still in season one, okay. and and we're we're still half. We're not even halfway through with season one. We because you know they're. Uh, you know with with uh we've been watching them on uh hulu so they're like 40 45 minutes and that 50 minutes an episode mm-hmm. and uh we're only on like episode you know this is back when they were still shoving 22 episodes down our throat right so um you know so we're only like an on episode 9 or 10 oh okay and yeah you know, i have, think
1: that was like i think that was like episodes or season like five maybe season yeah yeah
0: yeah the cigarette smoking man yes yeah he had, it, i remember they talked about all the stuff it was an episode just of what he does and all the yeah. shit he's into like he orchestrated the watts riots not the watts riots but the uh he he orchestrated the the uh outcome of um God damn it, Reginald,
1: yeah, Reginald Denny, and uh, mm-hmm. the, oh. the 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 one thing I really remember about it is at the very end, it's like right before the end credits, he says uh, something along the along the lines of, um, as long as I have a say in it, the Buffalo Bills will never win a Super Bowl. It was just it was so funny because he's like they're showing him like being responsible for jfk's assassination and all this other stuff and then they end with that to just entertain the shit right out of me but (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i should actually start watching them because you know i've seen episodes here and there um but never actually sat down and just watched them and i should because you know i know it's good i know it's good tv it's just never watched it when it was on i actually watched like near the end of the series which was not great
0: no um, it wasn't great
1: and then i also uh, uh I, I i saw the movie <laughs> i saw the first movie in the theater but just for whatever reason never really watched the show so well that's
0: weird you watch the movie if you haven't watched the show because it doesn't carry any weight if you haven't watched the show it really oh, it's it, some it did no, not really. I mean, there's so so much, so much shit that that was like a holy shit moment. If you watch the show, like that entire episode, the entire episode, the entire show, uh, Scully and Mulder were never romantic ever. Okay. In the very beginning, they tried to like force that little thing, but after after season one they did away with that and they were never a couple so when you watch the movie and you find out not only did they hook up they had a kid that died that was really crazy to hear if you didn't watch the show it is it was you know tragedy but tragic but didn't really hold the weight that it It, did when when you watched the show and that's just one thing there's a whole bunch of little things like that so uh it was a very good show and well, once once Mulder once uh, David Duchovny leaves the show uh, and then makes a few appearances, it's you know it takes a slight dip, and because it they had like a through line from like season two all the way to the end with the, all the conspiracies with the black the black uh, ooze and how that and how we've always been in you know have aliens around and 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 david or molder's sisters uh abduction and it was like but then they you know would drop in this monster of the week every week on top of that and when he left the show that kind of went away and it started to just be a monster of the week which was fine but it started to suck uh because then when he left you know he was always the one that believed and uh scully was always the one that her was her job to kind of you know, look for alternate reasons than, you know, aliens or conspiracies and kind of yeah. and sometimes she was right, sometimes he was right. But when David Duchovny was gone, she became the David Duchovny character and uh, Jason Patrick, is it Jason Patrick? No, it's um, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. He I'm became sure. more yeah. of the Scully type, you know, and she's like, "All no, these things are happening. I've been, which would make sense because right. at that point she's seen so much. But it was just, it felt, even though it was a logical leap, it felt, you know, it felt
1: disingenuous. Yeah, but you, at some point, especially if you are a skeptical person who keeps an open mind and is evidence based, she's seen enough that it would be wrong for her not to switch.
0: True, true. But to go to the level, but they had her. Do that only because David the company's character was, was gone and they couldn't have two cynics on the show. And they right. didn't want to, you know, it was just too much. It was just, yeah, she, she, you know, by her on admission in the show, her character's admission, she'd seen a lot of shit and, you know, so she's kind of schooling them on stuff. But the same token, it just felt, uh, you'll you'll see if you revisit okay. it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Um, um, Okay, so uh, I have one question. You watch? I wanted, you know, we we're having a forced review, and I wanted you to watch the thing. Did <laughs> you watch did, the I
1: thing? I did not consider it a forced review.
0: Well, it's, it's I'm going to say it's a forced review because <laughs> it's been years. I've been trying to get you to watch this movie, and you hadn't watched it, so it's yes, a forced yes, yes. review.
1: All right. Um, <laughs> yes, I did watch the thing uh, Saturday uh, afternoon. Um, And I paused it once, uh, which is a pretty good indicator that I enjoy something. Because otherwise, you know, it's like, eh, especially with as much smoking as, go- as is going on in that movie. Oh my
0: god! Because well, it was eighty. It was a, a eighty-two. A lot of smoking.
1: As a, as a smoker, when I see smoking on screen, I'm like, eh, I kind of want a cigarette. Um, But uh, I, I only paused it once uh, to take a break, and it's. <sighs> I'm an idiot. I should have watched it years and years and years ago. Um, I'm going to tell
0: you what I told uh, Marcel when I made him watch *Inglorious Bastards. I fucking told you. <laughs>
1: okay. That's it. Yes. yes that's And that's, uh, I, I absolutely, I absolutely deserve that. It's not that I didn't believe you. It was just a matter of like, uh, yeah, I'll get around to it. I'll watch it one of these days, you know, whatever. Um, uh-huh. But, uh, but no the, the i i was i was fighting with the adjective i want to use to describe john carpenter's filmmaking at least in the thing and i i kept coming back to deliberate but that isn't quite it there's just everything it it doesn't look like there are any accidents in that movie, it's like, this is exactly what needs to happen for this movie. And uh, uh, the, of course, the, the camera works fucking amazing. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed the, um, and I always, uh, I may have mentioned it on the podcast before, but I, I always judge a movie by how little I'm thinking about how it's made.
0: Right. Because, no, you I, know, not
1: that, not that we're experts, but we know kind of what goes into it and you you know you start thinking okay well how did they get that shot or you know you start picking it apart and and i was doing that a little bit but i was kind of enjoying doing that but most of the time i was just like this is an amazing fucking suspense movie i mean if it weren't for the if it weren't for the the gore which i mean i kind of want to watch the 2011 because i want to see the cgi shit show yeah, um,
0: it was a wasted opportunity. They could have done so much because it's, it's not a remake. the the right. The 2011 one is the Norwegian team. What happened right, to them? The prequel. Yeah,
1: um, but uh, <laughs> do they try? Do they try to do 80s hair in in the in the prequel?
0: Yeah, they try to make it uh, uh, of the time is
1: supposed to be something I've something I've noticed, and uh, especially in watching um, Winning Time. And I know this is completely off the subject, but I promise I'll get back. Uh, like how terribly they do 80s hair. Like it it can't be that hard to give somebody a haircut that actually looks like it's it's like 80s-esque all the time. And it like they like with winning time, they have the actual people they can go off of. And I know in some cases it's wigs, but they're like, how can you not get that hairstyle? Why, why is that impossible? Sorry, it was something <laughs> bugging me, but um but the, the special effects obviously are dated but i've also seen some breakdowns of some of the special effects and you know that's why i may subject myself to 2011 version just to see what the what the cgi looks like throughout but like i believe the stuff from 1982 more than the cgi i've seen like they oh, would yeah. have been better off with practical effects and uh but um but yeah they're definitely dated and in a way kind of hokey but it doesn't take you out of the story you know it's like it's part of the the whole thing and um uh wilford, Wil, wilford brimley just goes ham <laughs> oh god it. yeah <laughs> oh, well, that whole that whole sequence entertained the shit out of me um they
0: It's just a very good movie. Uh, I just love it. it just it's tension almost from the very beginning and it's like it doesn't let up you just you just feel like you're no one's getting out of this right. and it's just there's no hope and it's just a really I don't know it's just a really good uh tension building movie
1: it's a, I you did, know... not, oh, I did not realize I did not realize uh Keith David's first like role actual role where he got to say things. Oh yeah. And he's like 10 in it. <laughs> yeah. It's like Keith David's yeah, he, incredibly young in this.
0: Yeah, he's probably in his early late 20s early 30s.
1: And cuz I, I don't remember I I didn't I didn't look up his birth date, but he's he's definitely a much younger Keith David than we have today. Um, but uh, but he was a he was well it, I can't think again, uh, like John C. Reilly, I can't think of anything Keith David is in that he's not at least good in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I, I loved it. I loved it uh, immensely. I, um, I may even rewatch it someday.
0: Well, I kind of rewatch it annually. Yeah. Right. He's, he's 66.
1: So. Okay. So he eighty four. Yeah. He was 28. No. 29. Because that was 82 so uh if he's 66 in 2022 he would have been uh 26.
0: oh 26 yeah, 26. yeah cause that,
1: that was that was 40 fucking years ago
0: yeah it was jesus
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep yep that's that's the fun stuff
0: but yeah he's you know that's carpenter you know love he did he put him in a few more of his movies he put him in of course they live my favorite he- documentary <laughs> documentary.
1: But I haven't watched the X-Files. What the fuck?
0: You know what's funny about they live is uh it is it was crazy it is so relevant today. Yeah. I mean it's
1: so I mean, obviously metaphorical but boy it, and the thing is that was that was parody the greed of the 80s and it's only gotten worse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: hey trickle-down economics really sucks in 1986 yeah wait until you see 2022
0: oh hey here's something cool okay you know in the beginning because you know this is the thing it's probably the in my opinion one of the best remakes of a movie ever second you know the fly probably comes close but as far as i'm concerned this movie is a way better remake than the original well yeah it because happened. the original was John Carpenter's, one of his favorite movies, and uh, he wanted to, you know, pay homage to it, and he ended up just doing a superior film. Uh, like, the opening credits where the thing comes out of, like, you know, the, the title card, and uh-huh. it's um, how they did that, they, did, they wanted to do it like like it was done in the original movie, that that effect, and they had yeah. run out of time. So what he did was he blacked out his garage and they used uh, 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 a strong they backlit a, a plastic bag, pre-cut out the thing and just ripped ripped out the, the what they cut and slowed it down or slowed it down you know the frame rate so it looked kind of choppy. Mm-hmm. this because it's, it's, it's so crazy. That's <laughs> you know, say, let's just shoot this in my garage. This movie that was going to be in like you know, a thousand, a thousand theaters across the country. We're just gonna, we was just going to, Hey, I want to shoot this title sequence. So we're going to shoot it in my garage, which is kind of funny. It kind of just, you know, Carpenter is one of my biggest influences as far as filmmakers go. I just love what he does his innovations. Like there's a scene in, in escape from New York where his, well, his then wife, uh, uh, uh uh she played oh god what was his wife's name um
1: i uh, can't remember
0: she I was on know. uh what was her name uh barbeau barbeau uh, uh, adrian barbeau adrian barbeau thank you there's a scene where her character gets shot and killed and they didn't have the cut scene they realized they shot they made a mistake and realized they'd shot all the stuff leading up to her getting shot, but you never actually see her shot, but they want to, but they had to show it, you know, they had to show her dead. So, you know, what happened to her character. Mm -hmm. So again, with the garage, there's a scene where she's laid out on the street and she's, you know, dead. eyes still open. He, He did that in his garage. And made, made it because they were out of money and out of time, but they needed that shot, and they couldn't go to the studio and say, "Hey, we need the you know this much money to do this one shot." So he would shot it in his garage, and they they they
1: you know edited it in in, into the film. He's so, just a, he's a guerrilla filmmaker with a budget. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. This is hey, one of the, we need this fast and dirty. Let's go.
0: And you know, and and even adjusted for Inflation, the thing. Was one of his one of his most beloved films. It's also one of his biggest failures because it was just the first, you know, studio gig. And this, you know, they after he did Escape from New York, they gave him this. This was a movie. You know, he, it was ext- you know very successful. So they were like, well, what do you want to do next? And he said, I want to do the thing, and and uh, they gave him this big budget for him. It was I think it was like twelve million or eight million. 10, uh, 10,
1: it was fifteen I think
0: 15 Oh, I think
1: they went over budget and ended up going to fifteen uh, okay because I, I I of course went to after I was done I was going to IMDB I have never seen a trivia page longer than the thing has it's a bunch of repeats because of course it's a wiki so anybody can add it but it's just right. like fact after fact after fact after fact after <laughs> fact and what uh, the, copper's copper's nose ring threw me for a fucking loop was, <laughs> I'm watching I'm like does Richard Dysart have a nose ring? Yeah, he does. (laughs) Why, why does this like middle-aged man in 1982 have a nose ring? That's just weird. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, especially as much as I like suspense and I, I, I am much more a suspense person than a horror person per se, but, uh, I, I can't believe it took me this long that it's just, it's so fucking well put together. Uh, It's,
0: one of my you know, absolute favorites.
1: I'm not I'm not putting in my top 10, but uh, it can probably go in my top 20.'ll I'll, I'll give it that.
0: Well it's it's definitely not just one of my favorite carpenter. It's not just my favorite carpenter films. It's one of my favorite films period. Right. Yeah. But um, speaking of remakes, I got me thinking yeah. uh, and and this and this and I put a budget restraint on it so you can't just draw out any movie. And like right. the whole point of remakes back in the day, Was like, there's this movie that I like, or the studio liked, or people liked, but not enough people liked to make it successful. And it needed a few tweaks here and there just to make it, you know, make it a good movie or make it a better movie. So the whole point of remakes back in the day was to like correct something, you Uh know, and make it better. And because it's like, I know we have something good here. I just, we just need to do this and this differently. And we do, you know, you do that and voila. Now, uh, I asked you before, I want to know if you have it. With, is there a, let's say uh, you, you know, studio going to offer you $5 million, which is not a lot for nope. a major film, but it is enough to work on something. Now you, they're going to give you 5 million to uh, re- do a remake of a, an existing property. What do you remake?
1: All right. Well, I misunderstood the question because I was I was thinking of a movie that I love that is excellent, and I would like to pay homage to it, not not to uh, not to improve on it. Oh Um, well,
0: yeah. Well, just just okay. That's fine too. I just want to hear what
1: you got. But uh, absolutely, one hundred percent, I would remake North by Northwest. Oh really? Yes. Um, I, I. I'm not saying it'd be good. but (laughs) I love that movie and the premise so much that, um, you know, just the it's Bilbo Baggins. It's, it's the hero's journey, basically, you know, I mean, maybe with, with a few tweaks, Um, but uh, and for
0: people who don't know, you want to give them just a quick synopsis. uh, North by
1: Northwest, Roger O. Thornhill played by Cary Grant is an advertising man who gets mistaken for a man who does not exist. Uh, spoiler alert for what a nearly 70 year old movie um, mm-hmm. but uh, and gets uh, wrapped up in a web of intrigue and uh, femme fatal uh, uh, gets involved and uh, James Mason play it's it's kind of a proto bond movie it's if if especially the the Connery bonds are almost like aping north by northwest even though bond was a pre-existing property but a lot of the a lot of the language of bond films is lifted from north by northwest um so you know it's spy intrigue traveling all over the country and um you know it's cary grant so there's a bunch of Quippy lines that I love uh, that I could quote, but you know we're we're coming up towards uh, my my lunch hour being over, so I won't go into all my favorite lines. But um, but yeah, and then of course it, it ends with uh, the the denouement is or the the climax uh, them trying not to die on Mount Rushmore, um, and uh, it's just it it's one of those films like Treasure of the Sierra Madre um, that. Or the thing, honestly, where yes, it's old, but it holds up incredibly well. You know, if you're bored, I, I think you might be dumb. But right. uh, okay, that was that was mean. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, but yeah, I just I love that movie, and I think with a five million dollar budget, especially, were I to shoot it in Vancouver. Well, at least uh, at least a, a portion of it in Vancouver and and just in the Northwest in general, you'd be able to get that feel of traveling around without spending too much money on it, because it, it all takes place within the United States. It's not like international intrigue. Right. Um, but, you know, and it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a beat for beat remake, but just a, a, a pretty close to or as close as one can get um and yeah it's just i would i would absolutely i i think i could kill it for five million and when i mean when i say kill it i mean actually make a horrible movie probably uh because i'm <laughs> i'm not an expert but uh but yeah i uh, that that would be that would be my choice
0: Uh for me it's kind of a cheat because i have two that i would i i i have it. Literally, toss a coin. I'll be real quick and we'll move on, and then maybe we can get all this done in one, one go. Um, remember the movie The Hidden 1987? Uh, Kyle McLaughlin and um. Oh yes, uh, Michael I- Nouri, a, a cop and an FBI agent, race for answers after law-abiding people suddenly become violent criminals, and they were taken over by this alien that was a parasite. And Kyle McLaughlin took over uh, this this FBI agent that died and already, and he was, took his body, and he's he's another parasite. Oh. But they're basically he's ch- he's a cop and he's chasing. This other parasite, you know, across the universe, basically, and they landed on Earth. You don't find this
1: out until later, but that Kyle McLaughlin's actually an alien, also. I but, think, I think I saw it like when it was first on video. Yeah, it was. But a, I had completely it, forgotten it.
0: It's a great movie. It's like one of those little gems that people don't talk about or know or seen, but the hidden. But it was the aliens in their, in in his uh, in the body, so they're mm-hmm. hidden. Uh, But everyone just gets the ultraviolet, and they, you know, and it's uh, just—it's a pretty cool uh, cop procedural slash, uh, you know, sci-fi movie. It's it's coming back to the '80s. Uh, And another one—if I can't make that, the other one I would want to redo is Chud. I've always loved Chud. (laughs) Cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Not not
1: Chud two, Bud the Chud.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've always loved that show and uh, that movie. And I, I like, you know, um, so that's the Chud or the hidden for me. All right. Let's see if we can do this real quick. Um, yep. How much time do you have left?
1: Uh, I I got a few minutes leeway, so
0: okay. So the last topic I want to talk to you about, we're talking. Uh, like next week is the new, uh, phase, the you know phase the second movie in the phase four, the first being No Way Home. The second movie in the phase four of the MCU is the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So now, um, I just wanted to know you see know, there's twenty three Marvel movies. Uh, give me your which, top 10,
1: which I have seen 18. Oh,
0: right. I, I, I nice. Through the list. Nice. Um, yeah. uh, give me your top 10, no particular order, but just, uh, of the, of the 22 movies, which 10, if they're on, you're going to watch.
1: So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to r- run them down in the order that I wrote them down, okay. uh, because I was on Wikipedia. So they're pretty much in chronological order, um, <laughs> as their release date. Um, so, uh, Iron Man. Uh-huh. Number the the you know the beginning of the MCU, Um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, I I really I I, again I like the intrigue, and it was it was a spy movie with superheroes. Oh yeah,
0: well yeah, absolutely.
1: Pardon me, Um, Guardians one and two, because they're just they're they're so much fun. Like James James Gunn really knows how to have a good time. Making a movie and it and it shows. I think is what that comes down to. Um, I liked Civil War, uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, easily the easily the best two to three redemption ever. Right. Um, but it's something something I've noticed, especially after seeing the trailer for Love and Thunder, Taika Waititi really likes to let rock music do the heavy lifting.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's big on the needle. Well, At least with these Marvel movies, he's big on the needle drop soundtracks.
1: Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, he does it well. I like him as a director. I've enjoyed everything I've seen of his, but it's like, dude, come on. (laughs) Show show some of your chops. You didn't have to do that in Jojo Rabbit. Um, So, uh, Black Panther. Uh Um, Endgame. Uh, The Avengers. I actually had to go back for that one, um, Uh obviously. But, uh, and I'm going to cheat... And say Loki, even though it's not a movie.
0: Oh, well, it is is a
1: movie, but it isn't a movie. Um, I just, I enjoy Tom Hiddleston's uh, uh, roguish charm.
0: Yeah, I liked it. I like that show. And I think it's it's showing us who the new Big Bad is because we had Thanos, but this new Big Bad, Kane the Conqueror, Jesus, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you read the comics, he's a super huge threat.
1: He's yeah. a world. Of, I, he's even well, more so than Thanos ever was. I read the comics in the eighties, and I remember Kang the Conqueror being in them, but yeah. I haven't read any recent comics. And uh, Christ, I can't remember the I can't remember the actor's name who plays him. That whole and I saw complaints about his performance at the end, uh, where where he finally pops up, and I was like, there, that performance was perfect. Yeah, like if if you if you've existed for that long, you're going to be a little loopy. I mean, it's just, I, I'm still a young man and I'm starting to go, or not a young, I'm a middle-aged man and I'm starting to go crazy. So, you know, I can only imagine after hundreds, thousands of years, what, what, uh, what the, the brain would do to you.
0: Yeah. What is that actor's name? It's going to bother remember.
1: me. Um, oh, does he have three names? I think he might have three names. Oh, God damn it. What was
0: his name?
1: Uh, no, Jonathan Majors. Yes.
0: Jonathan Majors, yes. All right, well, that's pretty good. Um, my uh, No particular order, um, but these are the ones I, I love. My top ten are uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, uh, Captain America Civil War, Black Panther, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Iron Man, um, um, and not because it's just fresh, but I really like it, uh, is Spider-Man Far From Home, and Thor Ragnarok, and Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. But not Part 1. I, I like it, but
1: part. But it's two, not. It's not on your list. But it's not no, on your list.
0: No, it's not on my list. But part one, uh, part two, really, really, they really gel, and you get to see Batista do some actual acting. Acting, so I really like that. He proved he could act. He is.
1: He is. He is the best wrestler turned actor.
0: Well, yeah. He, in my opinion, he is. Um, but you know, I, I always hated hearing people say that wrestlers can't act because they can. Uh, because they're literally their job all they're doing yeah they're doing live theater impromptu live theater and uh it's not you know and they're very you know it's very physical and it's on the spot and they're acting all the time just when you have to emote some just fail you know and some become like uh you know some can do what he does and you know to some to some degree the rock but or you can end up like hulk hogan or roddy piper even though roddy piper is more beloved he was just
1: well, a... he's he's per, he is perfect, and they live though.
0: Oh, he's damn dead. Yeah, he's perfect he's in not they live. he's
1: not he's not a great actor. And Dwayne Johnson, I'd say Dwayne Johnson is number two for an actor, and he's not. He doesn't have a lot of range.
0: He doesn't have a ton of range.
1: No, but um, but well, I, I and I say the thing. I, I say the same thing about uh, rappers who turn actors, like that, because there are three. There are three legs on the acting stool, and it's uh charisma delivery and range right mm-hmm. I mean that's basically that those are those are the three things that you have to have when you're an actor and some have more of some and okay rappers have charisma or they wouldn't be famous they have delivery <laughs> so if they have range on top of it they're probably going to be able to do it and it's the same way with it's the same way with uh, with wrestlers like uh, you know Dave Batista just happens to have the most range out of the bunch
0: yeah agreed. all right well uh i guess uh, i think we've used up all of your lunch break yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh, i appreciate it and um uh we will uh we will uh see you folks next week
1: well i do i do have to say one thing uh before we go and that's uh 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 I'm an advertising man, not a red herring. I've got a job, a mother, a secretary, two ex-wives, and several bartenders depended on me, and I don't intend to disappoint them all by getting myself slightly killed. The answer is no. <laughs> north, yeah, folks. North, north by <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was spot on. That was, that was spot got, on. I've got the part in the bag.
0: Oh, well, since we're doing quotes, um, uh, let me start with um, – Oh, how did it go? Hold on. How did it go? How did it go? Um, oh, yes. Gentlemen, I know you've uh, been through a lot, but when you find the time, I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to
1: this fucking couch. <laughs> ah, that's perfect. And on, end on a high note. Woo.
0: Yes. All right, folks. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye.